We Hi, hope you enjoyed and this welcome episode. to Dope Shit My like Therapist Says, a therapeutic wellness and lifestyle podcast providing relatable conversation and encourage our listeners to strive for self-growth, self-reflection, and self-love. We are two therapists who just want to keep it real. We provide a safe and honest space for those who need an extra dose of And via email at dope.shttherapy.com. And Lauren Factor, and we welcome you to our space. We're so happy to have you here. Now let's get to it. It's it's been a long time since you and I have caught up, so it seems like this episode might be kind of a real life catch up as well. <laughs> That's true. I feel like we haven't talked that in depth in a while because I was on vacation and you know work gets crazy. So, what has been going on in your world? Oh, you know, so much. April has been so interesting so far. I have been having a lot of fun in my social life. I've been making new friends and my kickball season officially starts on Thursday, but we had like an open play practice yesterday and it was just so good to get back to more of that normalcy. And it reminds me of summer, just getting back out on the field and uh, just really excited about that. But work has been, work has been major ups, major downs. I have a feeling that the collective of society has been struggling the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've seen the same. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, for, as you know, you used to work in high school too. Like, I feel like right before a break or right after a break, the kids are really struggling because the kids that don't have good home lives obviously go from a safe space every week at school to having to be home full-time with families that might not be so supportive. And so that's been my hard week is really just hearing some really sad stories and some students that I've been working with for two years now. Um, you know, just, I care a lot about them and hearing that they're not doing well really is hard. And it's that part of being a therapist is tough. Um, when it kind of just spills over and you no longer can compartmentalize like, okay, you know, that happened at work and I can go home and just let it go. Sometimes you can't let it go. And I think that that makes our job tough because we're human still. Absolutely. And it's not something people really realize unless they work with kids of just how hard it can be when there is a break, it's a break for us, but for them, it could actually you know, be an unhealthy situation. So right. Definitely. How was your vacation though? Looked amazing. <laughs> it was good. I, um, it's been a long time since I've traveled somewhere internationally and that's something I enjoy doing, but also brings me a lot of anxiety. So I was trying to kind of work through that before, during, and after the trip, um, which reminds me why it's so important for me to travel regularly. Cause I love to do it, but when I kind of get out of the practice of it, it can cause me some anxiety, but it was nice to get away and be by the beach. I haven't done that in forever. And yeah. It was great. Nice. Did you get a tan? Um, I got burnt no matter what I did. Mm -hmm. I was slathering my body in sunscreen and staying under the little umbrellas and I still got burnt. But now I feel like I look, well, you can't really tell on camera, I guess. I look more tan finally. <laughs> so I'm feeling yeah. good about that, but. <laughs> nice. Definitely one of the perks of being in the sun and by the water. Yes. And uh, for those who 
well, I mean, you're probably not going to see this, but if you see it on reels, I'm in my bathroom today because my apartment complex is, thought it would be a great idea to redo and demolish the pool now when next week it's in the 80s. I don't understand. I think part of it could be because of COVID and just like not having the people on staff to, to work and uh, in construction, but I, I just can't believe that it's going to be like 85 next week and we don't have a pool which, you know, is a privilege in its own right. But in California, like, it's almost yeah. a necessity. Like, you need a pool or some access to a pool. I mean, we do have access to the pool next door, but um, I live right by my pool, and they've just been jackhammering last two days and uh, <laughs> had to hold all my sessions in the bathroom. But luckily, it's been okay. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I had the door open because it's starting to warm up here in Connecticut. And by warm up, I'm saying like today's 64 and we're all outside basically. Nice. And I had the door open, but um, right after I moved into my apartment, they built a daycare directly behind my apartment. So right around this time, the kids are outside playing. So if the door is open for me to get some nice fresh air, it's just like, ah. Non-stop. So close that so you guys don't have to listen to that and are saved from screaming children. And something interesting that we found out is we polled our Instagram followers and we don't know if you're one of them. If you're not, you should definitely follow us because we talk a lot more on there and share a bunch of stuff and it's dope SHT therapy pod, but we pulled them and we were thinking about doing a, you know, maternal mental health episode and realized that most of our Instagram followers that listen to the pod are not parents. So um, that makes sense because we aren't either and we don't really talk about that much, but interesting tidbit. Yeah. And uh, this, the polls that we post each week sometimes are random, sometimes are related to a future episode. And today's was, or today's episode, we decided earlier in the week that we wanted to talk about rigidity and flexibility. And then on top of that, I was thinking about adding in type A and type B personalities. And so we have the poll results. We'll get to those uh, towards the end of the episode. But it was really interesting just to see where people fall on the spectrum. And like most things, it is a spectrum. You know, there's type A, B, C, and D. I didn't know there was a type C and D, which is interesting. But even if like type A, type B, of course, there's, you know, you can fall on, you know, 60% type A, 40% type B, but most of the quizzes that Ryan and I, we both took a quiz and we'll share our results, which I found kind of interesting. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's fully what we are. That's just where we end up mostly on the spectrum of personality. Yeah, no, I wasn't surprised by mine. Although some of the questions I was like, I feel like it's gonna come out differently than I'm originally expecting, but it didn't, so whatever. Yes, today we are talking a little bit about rigidity, flexibility, and personality type. Um, and this was brought up because Lauren and I were talking a little bit about how both of us can be rigid in our lives and we don't always feel that's necessarily a good thing. So we wanted to dive into a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I've realized over the years that the rigidity part of me, the inflexible part of me, has really shown up the last like two years, I would say two, three years. 
And I think part of that can be because I had been, you know, studying for my licensure exam and working my way towards that. So I wanted to make sure, you know, I got all my hours in and everything was, you know, so as far as career goes, I feel like I was definitely pretty rigid with that. But then I started to see it trickle into my personal life. And with COVID, you know, life kind of threw us such a curveball that we had to be flexible. There was no room to really be inflexible because, well, we were kind of told that we had to do something. So we had to roll with the punches, stay home, mask up, all those things. And so as the world's opening up again, and for me, I'm living my life very, um, you know, like nothing ever happened only because I already had COVID. So now I just have the antibodies and I feel like, you know, life can return back to the way it was. I'm starting to peel back a little bit of, well, what I'm seeing actually is my rigidity come through again and my inflexibility come through again. But what I'm trying to do is the opposite of that. And I'm noticing how hard it is for me. I don't know if you feel that way, Ryan. Yeah. So for me, rigidity has been something that's been pretty present throughout my entire life. And like, you know, going to like a therapy clinical perspective of it, if you grew up in a family where a parent was extremely rigid, um, you can kind of be one way or another. And some, you know, some kids end up being rigid themselves because that's the way that they can finally have control in their own lives or there'll be people pleasers, which is they're overly flexible. And so for a long time, I was overly flexible about my social life and certain things and always trying to accommodate other people to make them feel better or make them happy. And then in other parts of my life, I would be extremely rigid and it was usually in my like career or personal development part of my life. And that's the part that I try to work on now is letting go and being flexible and not everything has to be perfect. So there's like kind of like two sides to that. And a lot of that for me comes from family stuff. That makes a lot of sense. My mom is an anxious person and I felt like we always had to be on time and we always had to be at this place or make this appointment or do this thing. And so I really feel like that's why part of my personality, you know, it's been modeled for me to be a little bit less flexible with things. And my dad is kind of the opposite. So with my parents, you know, they balance each other out. One is one way, one is the other when it comes to most things in life. And so I've adopted basically, you know, 50-50 from each. And I'm trying to remember a time when I wasn't super rigid other than COVID, I, I can't, I can't tell you a time that I wasn't like that. And then of course, like, you know, if we bring in other elements like astrology, my sun sign being a Capricorn and Ryan having Capricorn in her chart, like it makes a lot of sense why we have, you know, already programmed in us these rigid dominant traits of success, motivation. Um, basically, if you know anything about Capricorn, it's like the money sign, the CEO, the leader. It's very powerful and inflexible. And it makes sense. And my mom is also a Capricorn. So, and she's the anxious one. So she's an anxious Capricorn. So I grew up with that. So I'm like, no wonder, no wonder I have some of these traits, but it's not always a bad thing. Right. 
and it's on a spectrum, you know, I think there's, when is your rigidity getting in the way of your relationships or you being able to enjoy yourself? And for me, I had to work on it because it was getting in the way of me enjoying stuff. Like I was, and I, I still am like this a little bit, like, but I'm very much like a go-getter career-wise, like success-wise. Like I really want to do my best and keep going forward and moving. And I'll get pretty rigid about, you know, setting goals and meeting goals. But then at the same time, like, am I actually enjoying any of this process? Am I actually sitting down and being like, oh, wow, look how far I've come. Or if something doesn't go my way, am I then being critical of myself? And that's where rigidity can be kind of a bad thing is if you're not actually enjoying things, being rigid when it's like, okay, you know, it's important for us to be on top of something that's different than everything has to be perfect and go your way. Otherwise you're not functioning well. So I think about that all the time when I'm trying to work on myself. That's a good point. I also feel like there's times where the inflexibility has hindered my romantic relationships because I want things such a certain way. And it's almost like a perfectionism quality, but I, I always was a good student and I tried hard and I, you know, never really broke any rules in, in life and, you know, in school, but I was never a perfectionist. I never thought that that was who I was. If I didn't get an A, you know, I didn't cry about it. I wasn't um, a student like that, even in college and even in grad school, of course I wanted to do well, but I've noticed that because I have kind of ignored this side of me for so long, it hit like a head, uh, like a climax. And I noticed that other areas of my life started to tank because I was too focused on you know, achieving that thing, or if it didn't go my way, I it destroyed me and it made me super upset and a lot. And then, so as an adult, like a lot of this, well, the rigidity and the inflexibility were in my, from a, like in my adulthood, this wasn't a childhood thing for me at all. I was actually pretty easygoing. Uh, I would say flexible kid, but for some reason there was just a switch. And I think that life and adulthood can definitely do that being hurt heartbreak, being rejected for work, relationships can definitely make you feel more like you have to try harder. And when you're in that mindset, you're likely to be less flexible because you want things done a certain way and you want the outcome to be a certain way, the expectations a certain way. And so that's kind of where I've ended up. I think about our careers too, because we're expected to be flexible, but have strong boundaries. And it's, there's a lot of like, kind of like duality to our career and like what we do. And I feel like a lot of the time when we hear stories and work with people on such a consistent basis, like in our own lives, and we want to have more control over it because we work in an area where there's not a lot of control. I don't know if you feel that way. Like, I feel like in my relationships, especially in my romantic relationships, I'm also super rigid because I, I fear ending up in a bad place. Like, I feel like I, we hear so many bad things that work. I always, I'm constantly like, I have to make sure that I shape things the best way I can, but that's not reality, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that just being in this mental health space. It's like, we know, we know certain things and knowing those things, like I end up wanting to control it more and it, it backfires definitely. Um, but I, I think flexibility can really be a good thing. 
um, when it comes to and so I was reminded of this like last week so that's why I was like I think we should talk about this <laughs> because I always have these expectations for my plans and when they don't go my way according to multiple people who've told me this um, I, I get really upset and then I realize that's part of life like life is not going to always end up the way that you want it to and plans are going to change and you know I think that the reason why I get so inflexible when it comes to people changing the time on me changing the date on me really has I mean less to do about them more to do about me but also what am I what am I lacking in other areas that I'm putting so much of of this pressure on other people and the expectations and the plans um, so that's something that I've been figuring out lately too. And because I'm such a social person, I just put a lot of expectations on other people to make me happy. And that's another thing. I mean, we could probably talk about it on another ep episode, but lately with my clients, I've been talking about depression and is there a depression based internally or externally? And is it influenced by other people or by the things that happen, um, you know, inside or a combination. For me, it's totally external. Someone does something, I get upset, I'm sad for days. And so the same thing comes with plans and expectations and rigidity. Yeah, well, that makes me reflect a little bit on how I was when I was still living in California, mostly because a lot of my friends, I wasn't a priority for them when it came to socialization. So a lot of the times like people would change or say no or not be available to me. And because of the way I was raised, um, I had a lot of, you know, I would self-sacrifice in order to get my social needs met. So I would, you know, if somebody said like, oh, you know, I'm kind of short on cash this week because we were in college, like I can't go out. Like I would put myself in a bad place financially to pay for them so I could do socialization. And, and then same thing as you, like if something fell through, like I would get super depressed about it. I would feel really angry about it. I would just kind of get very negative instead of just saying like, oh, well, it's fine. There'll be other opportunities and being able to be flexible and let it go. And that was something I really had to work on because at the end of the day, I realized, okay, well, I'm breaking a lot of my own boundaries in order to make stuff like this happen because I'm not being flexible and just allowing stuff to, you know, kind of flow the way it's meant to flow. Yeah. One of my goals this year is definitely to be more flexible and easygoing, but I know that that's a really hard goal for me. And so to make it a little bit more attainable, I'm just kind of taking each week as it comes and trying my best to plan ahead because that's who I am. I don't want to get rid of that entirely, but if things change or plans get canceled, I am attempting to just be okay with it. And I'm sure there's other people out there that can relate, but it's important to work on flexibility as a skill because life is just throwing constant things at you all the time. And, you know, it's unpredictable and things happen. And if flexibility is hard for you, then you're, you're going to turn people off. And <laughs> I say that because that's something that's been brought to my attention recently. And, you know, I took it, I took it well, I, I didn't go, oh, how dare you? Because I knew that about myself. It's a self-awareness that I have. And so, you know, since the beginning of 2022, I've been trying pretty hard to 
be more okay with the fact that things might not go the way that I plan and to be less rigid in the things that I do. And so far I've had some hiccups for sure, but in the last week it's been going well. So yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes just like sitting with that feeling of disappointment of of not being able to control the situation and also learning to like put less expectations in on something. I feel like for I, I feel like you're similar to me, but like, I definitely like overly romanticize situations and events yes. and that sets me up for so much failure and rigidity because then I'm kind of trying to control the situation to match this ideal that I have. And then it, it doesn't like, obviously it's never going to like what you create in your head is usually a mixture of like movies and fantasy. And so that's been something I try to work on that has helped me a lot with being more flexible of like, it's not going to turn out like I expect it to, and that's okay. Sometimes it'll turn out better. Sometimes it won't. And either way, like there's nothing you can do about it. Like, and being okay with that lack of power in the situation, which is hard. And I also feel like intuitive people probably have a harder time with this based on just an empathic people too, just the, the overly sensitive feeling, um, you know, intuitive type of person, which Ryan and I both are, and some of my other close friends are too. And, you know, we kind of all struggle with similar expectations and disappointment and definitely the romanticizing that I've been a dreamer my entire life. And it definitely comes out in situations like this when I'm so excited for something and then all of a sudden it gets canceled. And, you know, what I, I'm used to doing is being super upset and just like so frustrated and annoyed and I don't want to do that anymore I just want to be like well that sucks feel it for a little bit and then move on just because it's better for me and I think having this conversation today is really good because a lot of people struggle with this and therapists struggle with it too and it's important to normalize that we also are having difficulty with flexibility and we're not perfect either. And I'm sure most of you know that, but it's just another reminder that like, this is a work in progress for, for me. Like I am not anywhere near where I want to be when it comes to flexibility, but I want to get a little closer to that because it will be better for me in the long run. Yeah. I think we should definitely touch on like flexibility versus like boundary issues because I think it can sometimes get mixed up Mm -hmm. and I know that was the case for me like I just thought I was being flexible and being a good friend and all that but then realizing that no I really was just like having poor boundaries with people and myself and so I think the major difference is being flexible is if someone says like hey I can't make it tonight by this time can we push it to a different time like being flexible is like you being okay with that and not getting overly stressed or upset about it but bad boundaries is like somebody canceling and pushing over and over again and you just allowing them to continue to push that and you never say anything or saying hey this actually bothers me or no I can't do that Uh, otherwise it's running into something else I have to do like all of those things like self-sacrificing things that are important to you but I also think that there's times where it's like important to sacrifice a little bit for other people if you feel like that is something that happens and that they do in the relationship for you too you know 
like, oh, don't worry, I'll move this around just to be helpful this time or whatever, you know, once in a while things. Right. I agree. And also recognizing um, your communication skills too. And are you communicating like, you know, oh no, I have this thing on Friday morning. So if you can't make, you know, this thing later, we're going to have to reschedule or something else and making sure that you're also communicating too of what you're doing and, you know, the boundaries. I mean, you said it really well, Ryan, just flexibility and boundaries to, to uh, kind of intertwine things, but also very separate. And when someone continues to disappoint or expectations, even minimal ones are not being met and there's been discussions then yeah, you have to set boundaries because at that point it's, they're not, there's some disconnect there. Um, and we're, you know, talking specifically about plans. Um, some other things in life, it's just, you, you're going to have to be flexible or you're going to have to wallow, you know, like if, right. um, I mean, a lot of it does lead back at least in my life to events and plans just because, um, I mean, and sometimes clients, sometimes work-related, you know, a client's like, oh, can we push it? And I think to myself, okay, like, just like you said, Ryan, yeah, I could push it 15 minutes back and, and 15 minutes later than I usually do um, because it's this one time. But if it's an over and over again, nope, I usually finish work at seven. So we can't, we can't do it, you know, every single week. That right. would be another example of just like the flexibility versus boundaries. Right. That's a really good example. Yes. I was thinking of something else and then I like went away. Well, we can dive into type A versus type B if you'd like. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Four personality types. So there's the type A and the type B that we all know. There's also type C and type D. So I'm getting all this uh, information from HireSuccess.com, um, but personality traits have been studied forever. You know, there's Myers-Briggs personality tests, a bunch of different, um, I guess, even like, I think they studied in like ancient Greece and it, this has been going on for a while. And then of course, psychology. So there's a mix of all these things. So type A personality strengths usually are, you know, they're fast paced or entrepreneurial, ambitious, passionate, works well independently some of the challenges that they struggle with, stubborn, impatient, tough, insensitive, easily angered. And I'm only going through a couple because this list is really long. So um, some examples of phrases that would uh, grab the attention of someone who's type A, let's get it done, fast, results, the bottom line, what do you think about blank? Uh, which is super funny. Um, and so like those are politicians, CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs. Um, and they said they also included uh, like a cartoon character, Lucy from Peanuts, who, you know, is basically a therapist on that cartoon. So they're very goal oriented, um, good under stress. So that's a type A personality. Type B is a little bit, a little, can be a little bit more passive, but they are enthusiastic, fun loving, charismatic, dreamer, lighthearted, people oriented, spontaneous. Uh, those are their strengths and then their challenges, too self-involved, impatient, sometimes unrealistic, short attention span, easily bored, arrogant or cocky, impulsive. And um, they're, the uh, phrases that grab their attention, you look great, you're the best, blank. People love you, this will be fun, entertaining. 
right. and those and those jobs PR like working in public relations salesperson entertainment party planner customer service um so I thought that was interesting just hearing more about both types but then there's type c personality which is known as the thinker and so these people are um, creative, dependable, detailed, follow through, intelligent. They worry about progress, critical behavior, seeing the glass half empty. And some of their um, jobs can be like engineer, like engineer technical support. So more logical thinkers. Mm-hmm. And then type D personality is, it says it takes a slower, easier pace towards their work and life in general. That's like a supporter is what they're known as. They're low-key, caring, sincere, compassionate, calm, unimposed. Um, Their challenge is not speaking up, easily used by others. So I'm seeing maybe some people-pleasing behavior, less assertive, shy. And their phrases are, you know, relaxed atmosphere. It says logical and rational, which I find interesting. Um, And those types of jobs would be like a, it's a social worker, interest counselor, insurance agent librarian so it's all over the board um and of course you got to just take this for what it is and what i'm reading um but isn't that what do you think about all that i feel like i'm a mix between a and c yeah and this is uh i mean it definitely goes into way more detail um but Ryan and I both took a different quiz and it was like a really short quiz on openpsychometrics.org. And this type A and type B personality theory was devised by doctors Meyer Friedman and Ray Rosenman in the 1950s. They claim that a certain type of people, type A, were much more likely to get heart disease because of their high stress lifestyle than other people, type B. And so this was um, a personality test that It was very short that they created and we both took it. It was 10 questions. And Ryan, would you like to go first with your results? Yes, I was a seven out of 10 type A. And I was type B, which at first I found very surprising. I don't have my number out of, I think it was a three out of 10 was type A. So I'm more type B. I I think that's what I was. I took actually another little quiz. And this one was just one on online. And I also got type B. Hmm. So when I found that out, (laughs) I realized, and this is just circling back to the beginning of this conversation, that what I've kind of known all along is that deep down, I am more of that easygoing fun person and that for some reason being in certain situations having certain experiences has led me to show a lot more of those type a behaviors but when i really strip it all away i'm more of 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 a type b Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah i've always been definitely more type a um and my brother is type b for sure so Mm -hmm kind of different growing up in the, the same household. Yeah, and, and these types of uh, quizzes are just always fun to, you know, learn a little bit more about yourself and 
you know, it's funny, according to that other website where I was reading all the different personality types, they also put in the Myers-Briggs and I'm an ENFP and it says type A. <laughs> so it's so it's interesting. So it's like, you know, I would say with all of this, take it with a grain of salt because, you know, things change and you could change and you could end up taking this, you know, a quiz in five years and be totally different. Yeah. Um, but it is just one other way to like get to know yourself a little more. Right. Um, and I think I've heard that like the Myers-Briggs can change over your like lifespan as well as you start to like learn and work on yourself and things along those lines or whatever, you know, your, your life situation changes, you become a parent or, you know, all those different things can impact how your personality is overall. And that's not a bad thing. I think the overall goal is just like, are you happy? Like, are you feeling balanced? Things along those lines. Absolutely. Uh, I have the poll results. I took some screenshots from the other day. Um, so the first question was, are you a rigid person? 33% said yes, 33% said at times, and 33% said not really. I tried so, to post that on our story saying like, this has never happened before that we had the exact same percentage all the way down. But when I posted it, like it posted it that you could vote on it still, even though it was like results were ready. So I, I took it off, but I just thought that was like angel numbers. So weird. They were all 33%. I know. Super, super interesting. On the, on the next question. So do you find it easy to be flexible with plans? 27% said, yep, not a problem. 64% at times I can be. And 9% nope, I have trouble with flexibility. So, you know, that makes sense. I mean, even the two of us can be flexible at times. I just think that, you know, if we're, I mean, if we're really just categorizing it in two categories, which I didn't do on purpose, just to see where other people lie, then it would probably be a little different. And I mean, maybe in the future, we could do a poll like that just to see, but 73% said they're type A and 27% said they're type B. But I am also curious if you're listening, um, we'd love to hear your personality type. If you decide to take any of the quizzes or go on that HireSuccess.com um, website, because I didn't know all of those types before today. And now that I know all of that, I wonder if we were to do another poll with all four types where people would lie, because I only knew about type A and B and A as alpha, B as beta and, uh, you know, more rigid and inflexible and motivated and curious versus, you know, the low key, easygoing, flexible person. Yeah, we'll have to put a link with a little quiz on there and then give people the poll. All right. Any, anything else you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. I think um, this was a definitely a good conversation and it was nice to have another solo episode again. Absolutely. And uh, we always appreciate feedback and, um, you know, if you feel called to rate our podcast on any of the podcast platforms, we'd greatly appreciate it. And share this episode with anyone you think might benefit from it. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. 
And if you feel called to rate and review and share with the people in your life you think would like us too. For more info on this episode, check out the show notes. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at dopeshttherapypod and via email at dopeshttherapypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and check back soon for more episodes.